Okay, I'm going to be straight up. This is not something I ever thought I would ever do in my entire life. I have no interest in putting myself out there. I am the classic introvert who spends all of my time playing Dungeons and Dragons and watching anime. And yet, here I am, and I am really terrified. But let's jump into this anyway. All right, so here's the thing. There are very few things in this world that get me truly riled up to the point where I just cannot be silent about it. But one of those things is when other people feel in, one of those things is when people feel entitled to other people's money. Oh, that just burns me up so bad. And in this particular instance, the whole student loan forgiveness thing. Student loans in general have always been kind of a hot topic with this idea that, hey, I'm going to take out these loans to pay for school, and then I don't want to have to pay them back, though, so we just need to get rid of them. And now all of a sudden people are deciding, you know what, that is actually a good idea. And I cannot even express how much that is not a good idea, okay? Um, I taught at a community college. I did composition one and two, and most of what I did was composition one. It's typically known in, among other people as, you know, English 101. It's the very basic English class that everybody has to take to be able to get any degree. So at least once a semester, if not more than that, I would get at least one paper that would come across my desk that was the arguments for why students should be able to go to college for free. And it's just... Sometimes they tried really hard. I, I mean, they tried really hard to make their arguments valid. But when something like this is the topic, there's really just no valid to be had. So I'm going to just talk about some of the very basic problems with free school, and then we'll get into the actual student loan forgiveness thing. So there's this idea that you can just go to school for free and it, it's just great, right? There's no problems. Public school is free, right? No, public school is not free. There's no such thing as free. Somebody has to pay for it. And if you're not paying for it out of pocket, then you're paying for it out of your taxes. That's just how it works. So if, it, if the government decides that school at, at the collegiate level is just going to be free, then you're going to be paying for it out of your taxes because that's how that works. So if you have, uh, okay, so there's, there's one argument where it's like, hey, other countries have free school, so it, it clearly works in other countries, so we should implement that in our country. Again, it's not free. You have to pay for that somehow, and in in, in those other countries pay for it with taxes. Some of the tax rates in these other, I mean, you think that we've got it bad now. How would you like to be paying 90% of what you make in taxes? That's insane. But if we have, you know, you stack on welfare, you stack on free student loans, you stack on pre, uh, free elementary, middle, high school, you stack on uh, everybody gets a car. Why not? Everybody gets a car. Everybody should have a car. you got to pay for that. It's not something that just happens. Okay, when I was, okay, here's, here's, a, here's a demonstration for you for the idea of free. When I was 14 years old, my parents decided that they wanted to take us to Disney World because, you know, they had seven kids at the time. They thought they were done and figured that, hey, this is something that's memory for the family before everybody starts growing up and moving out and going to college. If they decide to go to college. Not all of us did. So we went to Disney World. And my parents, like I said, had seven kids. It can get a little costly to just buy tickets to Disney World. So they thought that they would 
take a shortcut and go to a, uh, shoot, what do you call them? They're the timeshares. So it was a timeshare thing, you know? So we went to this timeshare presentation, and I swear it lasted the entire day, like at least eight hours, where, where we're sitting here, there's seven of us, the, youngest, the, the oldest is 15, the youngest is two, and we have to sit here for, I swear, eight hours and listen to people talk about timeshares. And my mom and dad kept saying, it's almost over, it's almost over. It was never almost over. And then it was over, and it still wasn't over because we had to like go into this little area to eat food and mix and mingle and have, let, them, let the timeshare people get one more shot at trying to convince my parents to buy a timeshare before finally giving them this one free ticket to any Disney park of our choice. And I can tell you that was like the most costly free ticket I've ever experienced in my life. Why would you do that to children for eight hours for something free? So nothing is ever free, okay? It just, that's just not how that works. You're gonna have to pay something. If not money, then time, I'm just saying. Okay, so there's that. We have this whole idea of free. We've established that that's not a thing. So now let's look into what actually the cost would be if we had free college for everybody. Teachers have to be paid. You know, and, and the departments have to be funded. And, and a lot of people say, well, hey, yeah, but schools get donations. That's how they get their funding. Sure, some do. You get schools with big names like Harvard and Yale that do absolutely nothing. But hey, they've been around for a long time. So let's dump money into that because that's a good idea. But instead, what you're doing is, is you're, you're putting money in places where you, you know the name. It's like when you go to the polls and you vote for somebody just because, hey, I saw their yard sign. That must be a good person. And, and so, you know, you dump money into Harvard. You dump money into anything. I don't know. I don't care. It's a, it doesn't matter. You dump, it, you dump it into the name. You're not dumping it into the – you're not actually making a contribution to something that matters to you. You're just making yourself feel good because you supported something. So – most of the schools that exist around the country don't have a name that people are going to recognize. The best, uh, some of the best education that you're going to get is not even going to be at a university. It's going to be at your local community college where the people are, are local and they actually care about you and who you are and where you're going and what you want to do. And so it's, that's where you want to focus. But if the money is is taken away if there's no tuition, how are those places going to stay afloat? You have to pay for it somehow. In a lot of cases, schools supplement what they get from tuition through the sports programs, and that's why sports programs are such a big deal in a lot, even in small colleges. But that's not going to sustain everything. And if you cut tuition, you still have to pay the faculty, you still have to pay the janitors, you still have to pay the people who work at the school store. It doesn't just come to an end because tuition is gone, you know? It, you, you have to find that money somewhere. And so maybe they put it more heavily into sports. But the people who donate to a school because of sports want their money to go to sports. And so you're generating revenue from sports, you're generating donations from sports, and the only thing that you can do with that is put it back into sports right? Which is great for the kids who do sports, but what about the kids who do art or music or English? You know, it, it's, 
you're going to have to start cutting corners, and that means losses in a lot of cases. And that's, I don't want to say that's not fair because life isn't fair, but it's, it's, it complicates things, and it makes the type of education that you can get much more narrow. Um, so that's one real big problem with free, you know, school. And, and yes, you know, it all does come down to money. It all comes down to this, this reality that we live in a world where things cost money. You know, it, you can't just expect something for nothing. You can't go out to the Apple store and say, hey, I can't pay for this, but I want it anyway, so why shouldn't you give it to me for free? Because that person just walked out the store uh, with an Apple iPhone, and I want an Apple iPhone, so just give me an Apple iPhone. I can guarantee Apple is not going to go for that. That's, that's, that'd be just like, why would I do that? Now, if you were like super rich in a personality or something, sure, they'll give you an Apple iPhone because you're going to generate revenue for them. But again, nothing is free. You can't get something without giving something in return. So back to my earlier point about I am a, uh, I taught, uh, I didn't teach creative writing. That's the end goal. I taught uh, composition. So we got these kids who, who did these arguments. And it was, it was so hard to try and make them understand because we live in a, in a time, in a, in a time period where if we want something, we just get it, you know? I am hungry, so I'm going to go to McDonald's and get a burger. I'm not going to do that. McDonald's is gross. But it's like, you know, you want something and you go get it. You, you, you go onto Amazon and you buy something and you have it the next day. You go to the store and you buy something and it's there in your hand. It, it, we, we have this me focused identity of if I want it, I should have it. If, 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 it, if somebody else has it, I should have it. And so we have a tendency to live outside of our means by, by buying things that we might need, but we not, but we, it's, I don't know, it's like the difference between the Walmart brand of peanut butter and Jif peanut butter. You might really like the Jif peanut butter because psychologically you watched commercials when you were a kid and it put it in your head that Jif is better, but the Walmart brand is cheaper. So you could spend the $4 for a Jif or you could spend the, the $1.50 for Walmart and you got to make that choice. And sometimes you have to make the choice you don't want to make because you need to live within your means. Well, we've been trained not to live within our means. We've been trained to go out and get a credit card. And if you can't afford it, charge it. What's wrong with that? Oh, I need a new TV. I'm just going to swipe this card because it's, hey, free money, right? Free money. It's not free money. You have to pay it back with interest. And it's just like anything else. If you take out your student loans. So now we're getting into the actual student loan portion. If you take out student loans, those have to be paid back because the money doesn't just disappear because somebody decides that we're going to forgive it. We're going to forgive you your debt. It, it doesn't work like that. You know, my, uh, your student loans are not sins and Joe Biden is not Jesus. Okay, you, you can't just like say it's done and it's done. So we have this idea in our minds that 
I don't know, just this idea that, all right, we're going we're gonna to use me as an example. We'll use me as an example. When I first started school, I started at a community college. I had no idea what I was doing. I was 17 years old. I had just barely graduated from high school. Well, technically, I got my GED, but that doesn't matter. I was 17 years old. I just barely graduated. I was going into classes. My dad tried to help me, but, you know, I'm 17 years old. I know everything there is to know. I can pick and choose my classes and my major, and it'll be fine. Well, I ended up spending four years at a community college grad and got no degree out of it because I just kind of bounced from one class to another. And I'll admit that in that particular regard, I was... I was lucky because as long as I was going to school, my parents were okay with that. So my dad paid for my tuition to this community college, which worked out because it's like the, one of the cheapest community colleges in the, in the nation. So it's not like he was forking out $900 for me to play around. I, I did get the chance while I was at that college to figure out what I wanted to actually pursue, what I wanted to actually do. Where, where, where did my interests lie? And so when I transitioned in a, into a four-year college that suddenly cost way more money than my father was able to provide, again, remember, well, at this point, he had eight kids. So it's not like he could just pay my college. So that first semester, when I went away to my four-year university, I had to take out loans. And here's the problem that I do have with the student loan system. Nobody explains to you how it works. You just go in and you fill out the FAFSA and they, they have you, you read some stuff and sign some stuff and all of a sudden there's money in, at, at the school and sometimes that money can be dispersed back to you because there was too much. And so I just thought that's how that worked. You know, you take out the amount of money that they tell you to take out and then you get the leftovers because... You don't have any other choice. You can't take out less of a loan. You just take out what they give you. So um, after that, I got lucky again because the whole GI Bill rules changed, and my dad gave me some of his GI months so that I was able to finish school um, relatively debt-free as an undergrad. But I wanted to teach college, which means that I needed a higher education than even just a bachelor's degree. So I ended up going and getting a master's of fine arts, which is a terminal degree, and I would not recommend unless you are like a diehard want to teach creative writing and you have a name to go along with that because otherwise it's kind of a waste of time. Um, but that's a, that's, a, that's a thing for another day. Anyway, so I went and got this degree, and I because I thought that when you apply for loans and they say you qualify for this amount of loans, you had to take out the amount of loans that you qualified for because nobody told me I didn't. So I took out twice the amount of loans that I needed to cover for my school, not knowing that I didn't need to do that. So here I am, you know, graduating after two years with $120,000 in, in debt. That's a lot of money. Do I want to pay that back? No, no, I would really rather not pay that back. But I put my name on it. I knew how much it was when I signed for it. I went, nobody forced me. There was no gun to my head saying, take out this money. I did it myself, knowing I would have to pay it back. So 
I'm paying it back. Sort of. I'm in deferment right now because I'm, I'm back in school. So anyway, so I, I, then I had to go and get another degree. And this time when I went into the, to my master's degree, I knew that I didn't have to take out that many loans in order to, because I had worked for a, a college in the interim in the financial aid department. I learned all those things about financial aid that I didn't know as a dumb kid. So I knew that I didn't have to take out as the, the, all of the loans that I qualified for. So even though I built on the debt I already have, it was nowhere near what it could have been had I taken out everything that they gave me. And now, like I said, I'm back in school again for my PhD, and I have to take out loans again. And so that will, again, build on the debt that I have. And by this point, I'm probably, I don't know, $200,000 in debt, maybe more, but that's on me. I signed that. I know what I knew what I was getting into. I'm not, and, and, and no matter how many times people say, well, you shouldn't have to pay that back. Yeah, I do. I made a promise. You actually have to sign a note called a promissory note saying that you will repay these loans to be able to take out a loan. So, it, and, and just the, just as an aside, it just boggles my mind that that it's student loans that get this this idea in your head that you don't have to pay them when nobody's like, oh, I shouldn't have to pay for the house that I bought. I got a loan for that. I shouldn't have to pay for that. Somebody, somebody, you know, call the government and have them come pay for my house. I mean, I, oh, I shouldn't have said that because now that's going to be a thing. Anyway, all right, so getting down to real solutions, because we've already said, if you cancel the student loan debt, it doesn't disappear. If my $200,000 in student loans were to suddenly be taken off my shoulders tomorrow, it's not gone. It just gets dissolved into the, the ether where it becomes the 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 requirement for everybody who doesn't have anything to do with my education to pay for, including me. I'm still paying for it. I'm just paying for it, you know, for the rest of my life, and hopefully not that long with what I already have, but you never know. If I keep going to school and deferring, <laughs> that's not a good plan. Don't do that. All right, so possible solutions. There are things that you can do to go to school without taking out a student loan, okay? Like, for one, you could not go to school. And I know that sounds really out there, but just hang with me for a moment. Most jobs that are out there, you don't actually need a degree for. People are, companies are more than willing to pay for on-the-job training so that they train you exactly the way they want you to be. So that, that, you, that they're not getting you with bad habits that they have to break to be able to, to put you back into their system to do things the way that they need you to do them. Um, just, just one example, um, my brother does not have a college degree, but he is the marketing director for a Fortune 5, 4 something hundred company because he went out and he got the experience that they needed to be able to do the things that they needed him to do. 
a college degree at this point is not going to make him more marketable. He's much better spending his time learning his job. So you may not need a degree. You know, if you want to be a lawyer, sure, fine. You probably ought to go to law school. If you want to be a doctor, sure, fine. You probably ought to go to medical school. But, and by probably, I mean you really need to go to medical school. Please don't start practicing if you don't have a license to practice. Anyway, so we have plenty of jo other jobs out there, though. Another option is to go to a school that you can afford to pay out of pocket or go to a school that your job will pay you to go for to go to to get more qualified you know if you want to be a welder you don't need to go to harvard you can just go to your local community college where they specialize in welding not all community colleges do but most most areas have somewhere you can go to get a trade and i am a big advocate for trades so, you know, go, go become a, an electrician, become a plumber, go out and find a trade, something that people can't take away from you. And more often than not, you'll be able to graduate from that without ever having to take out a loan. So, other options, scholarships, grants. The Pell Grant is something that you can get from the government when you're getting your bachelor degree that you do not ever actually have to pay back. Once you get into loan territory, you have to pay those back. But the Pell Grant, you don't, because you're already paying for it with your taxes, and it's already been written in, and it's basically a loan for life. So, you know, whatever. But that does exist. And then there's scholarships. There are scholarships for everything. Yeah, there's the ones everybody knows that are scholarships for sports, or there's scholarships for art, there's scholarships for dance, but there's also scholarships for reading books. Um, there, you have uh, uh, Atlas Shrugged. There's a every every semester I think there's this big scholarship essay writing contest about uh, done by people who have read the book Atlas Shrugged. So you know it, whatever it is that you do or you feel confident that you can do, there's probably a scholarship for that. And if you apply for enough scholarships, you'll never have to pay for anything. Not your books, not your tuition, not your housing. You can go to school essentially for free. And what you're and all you have to pay in return is maybe an essay or getting really good at shooting a ball into a hoop. So that's another one. But what this really does come down to is that people are upset about the fact that they have to pay back their student loans right now. So I'm going to address that. I'm going to address this utterly ridiculous plan to wipe out $10,000 from certain people who have certain amounts of student loans and make certain amounts of money. For one, $10,000 is really not going to help you as a student. I'm the the average let's say the average cost of of an education in the United States is twenty thousand dollars, which is absolutely absurd. That's highly unlikely that you're going to go to a four year college and only pay twenty thousand dollars for your education. But let's just say that that's the case. So you go and you take out a student loan, and all you have is that twenty thousand dollars. Yes, ten thousand dollars makes a big difference there because that's like 50% of what you owe. But most people don't just take out what they need. 
they go in and they take out all of it, and they do it on purpose. So they'll take out all of their student loans and end up with $150,000 worth of loan debt, and $10,000 brings that down to $140,000. That's still a lot of money that you're going to be paying out of pocket, plus your taxes are going to go up. So that's going to help you in the long run be able to pay off the student loans that you say that you can't pay off. It, it makes no sense. Let's say that, fine, you really can't afford your student loans or, and or you really don't want to pay them back with your own money. Fine. If you're going to lance people for money who have had no, nothing to do with your education whatsoever, they don't care, they, they, they don't have, know anything about your major, they don't know anything about you, they don't know anything about the job or career that you're going to go into, but you want to bleed them for money, at least do it honestly. Do it to their face. Pitch yourself. If your education really is so worth it that you want to take out $200,000 in loans, then somebody out there probably agrees that your education is worth $200,000. So go to that person and say, hi, my name is Cassie Fletcher. I got a degree, an undergraduate degree in English. I got a, a master's of fine arts in creative writing. I got a master's of arts in communications and a PhD, and I'm wor currently working on my PhD in communications. I want to go into the field of narrative communications. This means that I'm going to be studying the, the science of story and how story affects people through the way that we tell them. I can change people's hearts and minds by the research that I'm doing. And not only that, I am also qualified to teach college. I've taught, I have taught uh, community college for composition one and two, and those students who come into my classroom, I give them the tools that they need to be able to throw off the brainwashing that they've had that tells them that they're not allowed to think, that they only think what they are told to think. I, I help them throw that off, to think outside of the box, to become who they can be as individual critical thinkers. That is what I do. That is the difference that my education is making in this society. And that I want, I want to, to be able to continue what I'm doing. To be debt-free would be the easiest way for me to not have to worry about the income that I'm bringing in, about who I'm working for or, or what I'm saying, because I can move to where I need to go. I can tell the stories that I... <clears throat> I can tell the stories that I need to tell to the people that I need to tell them to. I can teach the kids that I need to teach, the ones who otherwise wouldn't have a chance. I can do that if money is not tying me down. So what is that worth to you? Are you willing to put a dollar price on freeing me up to be able to go and change the world in that way? There you go. Now somebody can give me money and say, I'm going to fund your education, and it'll be all great and well and good, and I don't have any more student loan debt. So there you go. I've solved your problem. Go pitch your gender studies, the minor in lesbian bisexuality. I don't care. Go pitch that. Somebody cares. I'm done. Goodbye.